We are going to be live in three, two, one. Hello and welcome everyone to the No Outlet Podcast for the second episode of Matt and Amelia Fix Everything. And for this episode, uh, I took the liberty of uh, writing a theme song uh, that I'm going to perform right now. Yep. I actually play all the instruments. Not bad, right? I mixed it all together. I like it. Yeah, I learned the guitar and the drums. Yeah. Do we have a theme song? Oh, it even has some words. Ready? Okay. Here it goes. They're going to fix it. Gonna fix it all. <laughs> if it's broke, they're gonna fix it. Matt and Amelia fix everything. It is broke, but not for long. Because here comes Matt and Amelia with a hammer and no protective equipment. <laughs> they're just gonna cut shit and break shit until it's all fixed or close enough. Close enough so they're able to live. They're gonna see what they can fix and what might break along the way. Watch out! I think that's electrical wire that's live. <laughs> Let's go fix. Wow! There we go. Every good show needs a good theme song, and this one's no different. So. Uh, the last time that we spoke, you guys had dealt with the catastrophe of your uh, dishwasher needing to be replaced, um, uh, which, how did that go? Did you end up getting a new one, or are you still washing dishes? Can't hear you. I can't hear you. No, not really. It's like you're a million miles away from the phone. Before they fix their house, folks. Oh, that's much better, Amelia. That's so much better. That's a million times okay. better. Thank you. <clears throat> so, we were talking about dishes. Are you doing them or are you not doing them? Um. Hello? <laughs> this, this is, is bad. <laughs> you broke the phone. We're here. We're here. Okay. Okay, can All you right. hear us now? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I, yeah, a little bit. It's almost like, uh, you know that first recording from Alexander Graham Bell? Watson, can yes. you read me? <laughs> that is what... <clears throat> okay. I, well, we were on my new headphones, but... All right, that's fine. So, uh, is the dishwasher... St- I know the, the plan was, and it was a good plan, was, hey, we don't need the dishwasher now, we're going to keep washing dishes. Still the case? Still the plan. It is now the recycling cabinet holder oh okay uh, we have a we have a, we have a rack for the dishes now though so they don't uh leak down into the other floor they go into the sink yep yep that's cool it's a good step can i Ethan, can i tell a very quick story really quickly that's relevant to the initial part of this uh podcast sure so we're playing a game the other day amelia and i where you pick cards that are questions about your relationship and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. and there's one that says uh if there was a theme song for your relationship what would it be and we sit there and we're thinking about it for a minute. And I said, Emily, you know, I think I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wing this. I'm just gonna go off the top. I don't know what it is. And she says, Yeah, me too, me too. So I named some odd song that I think makes sense. And she was like, Oh, we were supposed to name a song. I just wrote a theme song in my head for our relationship here. 
<laughs> I know where she got it now. I was like, I'm just going to wing it. And Matt would look at me and was like, you're just going to wing it? I was like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to like wing it. I have some things in my head. And then he like said a theme song. I was like, oh, okay. Nope. That was funny. I get it. This is where the creativity comes from. I love it. Making it more difficult than it needs to be, but that's okay. Always. A difficulty. Always a difficulty. All right. So now I, I have to start off by saying that I saw a small video, uh, a clip of, uh, I think, Amelia, it was you in some kind of a jumper dress uh, <laughs> with a hammer and no uh, mouth protection of any kind, no gloves. You were wearing eye protection, which is very smart because you only have two and you need both of them to see. And you Thank were, you. I think you were taking the hammer and just hitting the glass, uh, like, structure no. that's in the bathroom. Is that true? Okay, so half of it is true, half of it is false. First okay. of all, I want to, if Grammy Bammy listens to this, or Aaron, I want to apologize because they would never approve of this behavior. Um, so I had these very stealthy glasses on to protect me from everything. Mm-hmm. And I was smashing the tile, so it wasn't actually the glass. Um, so it wasn't that dangerous. And so I smashing, smashing, and I, I got it down to half of it's down to bare bones. Now it's down to just the wood and the water protection. Oh um, can I provide a little context? Yeah. So we moved into this house, the house from 1910, right? It's a poor owners. The owners before us had it for about 30 years and it must've been a present or a surprise or something, but they put this wild, shower in the bathroom upstairs that's like a mixture of tile and these huge thick glass pieces oh yeah this thing looks like it's going to fall to the floor any minute only exacerbated by the fact that it's obviously been leaking for years and it's probably super weak for amelia has been waiting to destroy this thing since the day yeah Yeah. and then my uh produce company was uh six hours late delivering produce and i thought now's a good time um, get some aggression out yeah so when i was smashing it all and everything was going great i was sweeping it up everything was looking good i like bent down and was kneeling and did my final like one whack and the pressure <laughs> pushed one of the glass uh cubes and exploded it on my face <sighs> yeah <sighs> not good uh so i stayed there for a second because it was all my lips and stuff and I was getting really nervous. Oh and my so God, I Amelia Jewel. And I opened the door for where Matt was and I said, something bad just happened. And I shut the door and he just continued doing what he was doing and I opened it again I said, something very bad just happened. Code <laughs> red. He, like, code red. He really stopped, came in and he took actual glass shards that were like impaled in my skin out of my face and then I have all of these micro cuts all over my hand from Good the glass God. cutting it while it exploded <clears throat> man yeah you know just let me add a name to the list of people that don't like that so I, yes you mentioned <laughs> Grammy Bammy and you mentioned uh, you know Amadil but I also don't think that's so great so Not, just the basics no. cover your hands cover your mouth cover your eyes now now I know. Okay. So how is that going? So is is, is that something that, I mean, you, it, the hammer looked like, remember that little green hammer you had as a kid? 
the little <laughs> tiny green one, plastic. Yeah. It didn't yeah. seem like it was a big enough hammer. Like, don't you need like a sledgehammer for that? No, because really you have to be precise because of the glass. Uh, um, okay. So it's really needed that you get a small, like one that will like impale the, like, the center of the tile so it shatters. And then you can kind of keep going like that. Oh, okay. If you got the big one, it would, that was something bad would happen. Gotcha. But there's no, is there water through any of that structure or the water is all on the wall? Wall on the ground. So no, it's not. I can see what the things okay. are. And I, we know where they are now because uh, it was leaking. Oh. Okay. Not when we were hitting it months ago. I remember that when that happened. Yep. Um, yeah. So you're going to take that down and then what happens to that bathroom once that monstrosity of a structure is no longer? So basically we'll have to rip out the subfloor, which is probably rotted. In fact, we know it's rotted because you can, the wood that has, that was encased in tile is wet. And that's probably been consistently wet for years. Holy shit. It's own version of growth. Yep. Um, but, Basically, we're guessing the wood below the tower itself has had this massive weight. I mean, there's probably 20 of these large, you know, 8 by 8 glass cubes, and they each are considerable weight. So there's huge weight on it. It's wet on the ground. Um, so we'll have to repair the subfloor, and then we'll be buying another probably all-in-one shower unit to um, put in there. And then it'll be a whole new experience. You know what that's going to do? It's going to open up that room because uh, it, it's not a bad sized bathroom. It's just no. the feng shui is not great because you walk in and the first thing you walk into is like the shower stall at Hampton Beach. It's just so big and massive and it's right there. But you take that down and then are you going to put the shower in the same spot or are you going to reroute the piping someplace else? No, we'll put it in a similar spot. So the wall there is actually all tiled. So what we'll probably do is encase the wall that exists with some sort of a shower unit yep. using the tile wall uh, that's there and then just silicone um, the whole thing in. So it'll be longer and thinner, I'm guessing. So to your point, it'll open up the room yep. uh, a bit. But I'll be honest with you. I mean, every time we shower in there, um, you know, within 45 seconds, there's three inches of water. It happens that fast. And Plumbers, everybody have been here. Nobody understands why it backed up so much. So that shower is just an absolute disaster. So it'll be um, just a blessing to be able to take a normal shower uh, in there and not have to uh, worry about the mold and the rot and the and basically you're in a kiddie pool at Water Country. Yeah. Um, every single time you do it. So we're looking forward to it. Again, just like just like what you guys did with you know that room. That is now the the orange yoga meditation room. I think the you're going to get such a bang for your buck by doing that bathroom over, for all the reasons you just mentioned um, in general. But it also just it felt that that whole thing just felt a little bit out of place. So you're you're going to take that down. That's perfect. You're going to put that up. I love that. And then are you going to keep pretty because the rest of the I mean it's not a bad looking bathroom. Are you going to keep everything else the same or are you going to change? Anything else in there, or, or is the shower the main thing you got to take care of? The shower, and then I'm gonna. So there's a way to sand the child, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna paint it like this really pretty white. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, so, uh, in addition to that, what has happened in the last month 
since the last time that we spoke. Are there any other advancements? I think you guys finished another bathroom downstairs. Isn't that right? Yeah, well, we'll all let the bathroom expertise. Uh, he, New, newly crowned bathroom expert. There you go. Uh, yeah, so the bathroom we were working on on the first floor um, is functionally complete. Mm-hmm. I would say we, uh, we'd be taking a shower in there at the point, which is just amazing. But somehow we put up a shower and plumbed it in. It's better than the other one. It's better than the other one. Great. And uh, it's all drywalled in. It's framed in. We, we put we stone mud up on the drywall. So one more mud and, and it's ready to paint. And, uh, you know, so there's a functioning toilet, functioning shower, functioning sink, and a, and a door on there. That's we cool. A, we had an electrician come in and wire it up. So it's got, you know, electrical and a fan with an exhaust and, and an outlet now. So it, it's, um, it's a humble, it's a humbling accomplishment to say that because I feel like it's taken forever to do. Yeah. Now we can have a shower there. Which is part of what uh, offered Amelia the freedom to just go absolutely shit on the one upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and for anybody out there who's listening and, and they're wondering, what, I, what am I going to do when I grow up? I always tell people that aren't sure what they want to do. If you become a master electrician or a master plumber, you will never, ever be hungry because there's always somebody that needs something done. And 98% of the people will never attempt what you guys attempted. Most people will just be like, who do I call? And then when you do call them, they will charge whatever they need to charge. And they'll be three weeks out, especially now. So it's great that you know how to do that. Back to the other bathroom for a second. Somebody, I think you said, Matt, no one really knows why it doesn't, drain this is an obvious stupid question but you guys have tried like Drano and the snake and all that stuff right oh uh yeah you tried something that you only can get in the plastic bag at Home Depot and that didn't even do it huh (laughs) it didn't even do it and then Matt uh rented a snake Mm -hmm. and did that but we found out that he just coiled it into a <laughs> um what like a tank like a holding tank so like it didn't go anywhere it just coiled in <laughs> yeah so we bought this mechanical snake from home depot and it has 20 foot of snake so we're up there and after we put the nuclear waste into it as amelia said we have to buy a external plastic bag because it's not allowed to be near human beings good christ we, we took the snake and just like ran the motor and just ran it down the uh, down the shower drain and got probably 15 feet into the 20 feet and it's just like totally jammed up. So we had to pull it out and I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, why is it so hard? So we luckily finally got it out and brought it back. No worries. We kind of had the plumbers over and I told them what we did and they just started laughing and they were like, you know, about a foot down the drain here, there's a, a holding tank. So this thing just fucking curled up in the tank. And didn't actually go anywhere. Oh my so, god! You know, good try. Um, something that is funny when you put the nuclear waste in the drain, you have to put a um, tray over it overnight, just in case there's a uh, mini explosion that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I, so, how did you guys get that stuff that's illegal? Oh, we, we know a guy. Yeah, yeah wow. we did a few Google searches. Yeah, on the to, dark we web. To, did you guys go on the dark web? Yeah, we had to go down to Revere and uh, meet a guy in no. the dark web. 
Mark Zuckerberg. No. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia, go with it. That's a good story. I can't go with it because I'm scared it's too real. So <laughs> <laughs> we can't we can't tell anybody else where we got it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so you got you got the and and the the plan was always with that the bathroom downstairs. With that bathroom, you now have what once it's all wired up and everything, like you said, I, I would consider that like an actual functioning a possible Airbnb situation. Is that still in your mind or was that one of those things where at first you're thinking, oh, we'll do an Airbnb, but now that you're actually living there and, and living life in there, you're like, nah, maybe not. Uh, I think it's still a possibility. We've talked about okay. There's no Airbnbs in Berwick, really. So yep. this would be an option. I think we would just have to come up with a really solid system yeah. um, before it happens just because the kitchen everyday booth kitchens below it and everything. So it yep. has to be on certain times and we'd have to be a little bit more organized uh, with our life before that can happen. But a hundred percent. That's cool. And you know what, yeah. even if you guys never actually go full bore, like let's just say, you know, some period down the time you, you want to, you want to sell a house, you want to make some money, flip it to something else or whatever. Just being able to say, hey, this is something that you can Airbnb, you know, it's like that's going to help you get more value. So everything I think you guys have been really smart because you're not doing the stuff that's like the glamour or surface value, you know, projects. You're doing stuff that you're actually going to get money back from. And I think that is very, very wise. Um, All right. So let's just say let's wave a magic wand and let's say that the upstairs bathroom gets fixed you guys figure out why it's not drained because there's got to be a, the good news is there's a reason right it, the who knows what the reason is but i'm sure you guys can figure it out um and let's just say when that's done and the bathroom is the way it is what is then the future project what is the next in line or is there already something you're working on simultaneously okay well i know what matthew okay so i will we already have another project going the green room so that room is getting we have to take off so they put the, the stain on all the trim and it bubbled up and made it look wet yep, yep this? i do it heated up or whatever so we have to like sand all of the trim prime it and paint all of it yep i've already primed the room so oh wow be, so that's in progress right now so that will hold, i really want that to be done this weekend fully with the new color of paint and everything so we can move in, because that's going to be our room. We can move in there, finish decorating the orange room, finish decorating our room, then the bathroom can be done. And then, that's the drum roll, that famous project. The attic. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, okay, so the attic was, if I remember correctly, um, there's kind of like, it, it's a pretty good-sized attic, but it's kind of, the, the stairway is a little bit, is it like is it narrow or steep or both? I forget now. Yeah, it um the the way that the roof is is uh, angled, it basically there's not a lot of headroom as you okay. approach the top of the stairs. Um, let me just take us back for one second. Amelia yeah. just glossed over something that she's working on that is much harder than I think she's giving herself credit for. So the throughout this entire house, and I know we touched on this last time, for some reason the previous owners put polyurethane over stain on a good portion of this beautiful stone molding that's probably been here for a long, long time. And 
for some reason, and I don't know why, the polyurethane beat it up. So there's these incredibly hard beads of polyurethane throughout the house. And uh, we can't paint over it because it's gonna, it's basically lumpy. Uh, and so it, they must have done it probably to sell the house and did enough of it before it started to beat and then realized what was happening and stopped. But we've started to try to sand that, but because it's so thick, you lose a sheet of paper of sandpaper in the in the power sander every foot or so. So this is like wow. an incredibly time intensive project to do all the molding in the house. So we went into uh Somersworth Home Depot and I know we've talked about the difference between Home Depot and Lowe's. So Somersworth mm-hmm. Home Depot happens to have an incredible paint guy. Shout out to Bob at Somersworth Home Depot when you hear this Bob, you're the best. Yeah. And we talked to Bob and I was like, Bob, is there some sort of a strip no stripper or a substance that we can put on the molding and he was like honestly no he was like polyurethane and flammable and potentially combustible and you can't strip it you have to scan that entire thing so we found out yesterday or the day before that basically this entire house all the town molding is going to have to be sanded in this crazy intensive project so f you to the last owners of this house <laughs> what you did man because you guys sucked and you left us with a silent killer that we didn't know was coming that they left you with they left you with several little presents yeah, um, it sounds like and actually i want to go back to the home depot and lowe's but before i do that so i remember seeing the beads that you're talking about on the poly and i remember thinking to myself okay these people didn't properly there must have been something on that wood beforehand that made uh made it so you it wasn't seeping in like there was it was just not going into the wood and it the funny thing about it is i'm sure that these people are like most people that try to do home repairs they're not really good at it they don't want to become good at it they're trying to pick the short way they don't want to hire someone so they go to their store they get whatever and they start slapping it up you know, and then they they start seeing the beads and like, oh, that, that'll probably be that'll go that'll be all right, and they keep going, and then it doesn't get all right, and they just don't ever stop to figure out why, and they just plow right through it. That's why there's so many terribly done projects from homeowners that are looking to cut corners, and you guys have had to deal with a few because I feel like if they had treated the wood properly before they tried to poly it, it almost looks like they stained it. The stain wasn't totally set or ready to be put anything on top of it and then they were like fuck it we're gonna we're not we're in a hurry you know what i mean i think that's exactly right yeah i think you're exactly right so the the home depot lowe's thing i heard something interesting about it so uh home depot 60 percent of their revenue 60 percent of their customers are contractors um lowe's 20 percent of their customers are contractors. So So if you think about the difference between the experience, when you walk into Home Depot, the reason why nobody seems like they want to help you is because they're used to people coming in and knowing exactly what they want. They want, you know, 10 pounds of this screw. They want these fasteners, this light fixture. They already know. They don't have to ask anybody for anything. They check out and they're off and doing the job. Whereas when you go to Lowe's, they're not dealing with contractors. They're dealing with people like us. And so they're more, you know, it's, it's more like walking into your traditional retail store. And the funny thing is Lowe's is trying to go get more contractors was the whole point of the, of the story. And I'm wondering if by doing that, if they're going to lose what I consider to be their biggest edge, and that is 
they're catering to everyone who's not a contractor. And if wow. you start to cater to a contractor, do you get away from having that advantage? Because to your point, the pink guys at Home Depot are always great. Always great. Right. Because you go there and you're asking questions. They'll do the little sample for you. They'll, hold, they'll match it. They're awesome. Um, but the rest of the places, they run away. So anyways, interesting tidbit about the customer segmentation. I can tell you, Lowe's better be careful because if they pull more contractors and in turn lose their customer service edge and you try to beat Home Depot at their own game, I think that's a losing strategy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I would tend to agree with that. Um, all right. And do you guys have, I mean, I've never really asked you this question. Do you have a long-term, like, is your plan to keep fixing everything that needs to be fixed inside this house and then, okay, now it's done, we're going to flip it? Or is it more along the lines of we're going to live here for a long time so we want it to be as nice as it can be and we don't like this so we're going to fix this? Like, is this purely based on you creating a home that you want to live in closer to your goal or is it more about, hey, how do we make this so that we can make some, flip it and make some money? I think it's, uh, much more the former. Oh, okay. Um, I do. I, I think, you know, I don't, uh, originally our intention was to straight sell it, and then we thought maybe we'd make two condos and sell them separately. I actually think right now we can raise the funds for a down payment on without selling this. Yep. I think we would probably be better off keeping this, renting it, pulling the equity, mm. um, and, and, and renting both sides of it because the rent in this area, there's the edge around the corner from there, which is huge, like, you know, residential, retail, restaurant, complex, 11 acres going in a stone still from a house. Rent is about to go through the That's interesting. And I think that we could, we could, we could probably double our mortgage uh, in rental income and pull the equity on the other house to keep this with that. So yeah. Probably the end goal for I like that. That's smart. I mean, you got, and you know what? Why not? Um, you've, you guys are putting the sweat equity and the and the labor into making it uh, a place that no one has to worry about it. So why not keep it and have it be an annuity, right? That's right. That's yeah, right. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, is there anything else that? Because uh, here's the thing with this show. So the the title of the show is Matt and Amelia Fix Everything, but. I don't want it to be so narrowly focused that it only has to be about, you know, almost losing an eyeball because you're smashing glass or almost getting electrocuted. It doesn't have to be all about fixing stuff in the house. It could be maybe you fix somebody's attitude that had a shitty attitude when went to get a coffee at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it could be, hey, our dog or our cat, uh, you know, wasn't doing something properly, so we fixed that, like – the title is you fix everything. It doesn't have to be about the house. Uh, is there anything else that you guys uh, have touched and fixed uh, in the last month or prior? Yeah. So one thing that comes to mind is our precious cat, Evie. Um, the one you know cat. Evie very well. I do. And before you tell your story, I have to let the audience here know they're all, everybody in the, in the audience in the studio is looking around like, who's Edie? So Edie is a cat. I'm not a big cat person, but I like Edie. And I lived with Edie for a little bit. Um, and the cool thing about Edie is that Edie used to live in, was it Brookline? Uh, Brighton. Brighton. Well, and Brookline, but yeah, Brighton. Brighton. And uh, one day, this super intelligent guy was um, walking the cat with a leash. 
and decided, hey, you know what? It's a great idea to take this one-year-old cat, barely one, um, six, months. six months, and let it off the leash and just let it roam free because why not? We're in the middle of a city and what could go wrong? And so, of course, the cat being a feral you know, creature of the, of the woods takes off and it disappears. And Amelia, uh, she, you know, obviously was upset and very, you know, traumatized by it, but she didn't let that fold her. She went out and she made like 20,000 copies of Lost Cats. She brought them all around town. She went and knocked on every single door. She even found the leash that was wrapped around her neck hanging from like a tree or a garage no, it door. Was in a, it was in a... Uh car wheel in a car okay right so any and, and there's like and this isn't a part of brighton where there's like uh you know tea cars like you know there's all kinds of public transportation there's all kinds of everything yeah. going on and my honestly my assessment was that cat's never coming back it used oh, yeah. all nine lives in one night and <laughs> to amelia's credit she never quit and she found that freaking cat and edie is a wonder cat because of it and she didn't want to go anywhere for a long time afterwards no. after you found her she like stayed in her room and she was like i'm gonna stay right here so anyways yeah, she, we love edie and we love edie and also something cute that was happening at that time i kept promising her salmon while i was yelling her name and like from whole Foods, <laughs> wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. promising her how Yelling? I was going, if you come back, I'll give you salmon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't know I, that. I kept my promise, and I got an organic salmon from Whole Foods, and I gave it to her, and she literally, for I think it was like three months, she wouldn't sleep without both of her paws touching my shoulders. I remember that. Um, yeah, it was a weird thing. It was like an actual, I would like take pictures, and no one really believed that it was happening, but she was like, Literally anywhere in her bed, she would be anywhere, and then she'd have to just have two paws on me. Yep. So that so human's we, not going anywhere. No. So she has been with me for five years, mm-hmm. and through that time, she's traveled to eleven places with me. Um, we counted. So, and in some of those places, she had to be in a room for a few months uh, because maybe another animal wanted to kill her or. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So uh, after that happened for six months, we moved into a studio or one bed- bedroom, and it was pretty small, no stairs, and she became like addicted to food. So we, we, <laughs> it was her only joy in life, really, was just the sound of the crackling bag. Um, oh my and she God. would freak out like she had some issues. So we took her to the vet, and they're like, she's way too fat. Like, you need to make her lose weight. Like she's, I think it was 18 or 19 pounds. That she had to lose or that she weighed? No, she weighed 18 pounds. And what should she have weighed? Obese. Nine. Oh my God. Okay. Oh yeah. She was fully obese. So I heard that she had to lose weight and I freaked out and we like immediately cracked down on the food and like became much better at this. But then we got Max. And Edie was doing great with her diet and everything, but then she found Max's puppy food um, was always available. And she was like, oh, hell yes. Oh, oh, hell yes. And she broke into the bag and made a 
perfect size hole for her face to just shove in there and speak <laughs> her heart's desire every night. Oh my and I didn't God. know this was happening. And so all of a sudden you look at her, we're like, holy shit, she's so big. Like, literally like a blown up pick. <laughs> that one picture that you sent me of her when she was probably at that i mean honestly I, when you first sent it i'm like that's photoshop they just expanded yes. it's almost like a cat inside a cat literally like i when we saw that picture we're like wait a second why is she so big we're feeding her nothing like i got kind of concerned then we found the hole in the bag and she had just been probably eating like so much more than even Max eats in a day and puppy food's so fat so she just like literally held on to all the water weight she was so fat so we came up with the idea to do a workout plan and change her diet so the workout plan was that she had to do four up and down stairs before breakfast and four up and down stairs before dinner okay so, so and so you were just basically making this and by the way Everybody who doesn't know about cats, they don't really give a fuck what you want them to do. They really yeah, don't. That's why Edie's special. Yeah, we would do one corner kernel at the top and we'd drop it and she'd hear it and she'd sprint up the stairs. And then we'd do one at the bottom and she'd sprint down. And... At the end, yeah. At the end, she was sprinting. At the first, she would waddle. But also, we did that for a few months while Rocky's theme song was playing. And she was looking good. And so Matt got really proud and scheduled like a vet appointment for, he was like, I think I see something in her eye. And like, maybe they should check her weight. I was like, okay. So we bring her to the vet. Her eye's fine, obviously. And she weighs 10 pounds. Wow. 10 pounds. So she lost almost half her body weight. And we were the first people he walked in. He said, how'd you do it? And yeah. I was like, how did I do what? And he's like, how do you make her lose that much weight? In 25 years of being a vet. This is for my vet. Yep. For 25 years, he's been a vet. He said, in that whole time, there's never been one success story in a cat losing Because to your point, they don't care. And they are fucking annoying. They'll scream at you all day for food. And a lot of people give up after that, but we're like, absolutely f you we're not giving you food yep um and so now she's like a fit girl and she's so happy and she is keeping the weight off and we have the food in a very secure bin and she's kind of like those people that get gastric bypass surgery there's a lot of hanging skin now though (laughs) well really like hold her with it listen you can't have everything you know no. what I mean? Um, so it's funny that you told me that. I didn't know that about the, the, the vet, but one, I always like to take any story that's unique and try to think about, like, the macro math. Like, when you first told me that about Edie, I was like, okay, well, how many uh, cat owners have been told or know just because you don't have to even be told that, hey, right. my cat is too fat uh, to the point where you got to do something about it and don't do it. And then how many people oh have God. actually had it done? And so this was the one guy in this practice. I bet if you were to look at the macro math of this and go to every single vet in the country and ask that exact same question, 
you guys would be off the chart outliers. It would be a fraction of a percentage yeah. because most people would probably give up and just say, ah, oh, fine. And, and here's the other thing. You guys are a force of, you guys are a team of two. Most cats are in a family where there's, you know, you know, this person gives them a treat and that person gives them a treat and it's yeah. impossible to control it. And also most people can't be bothered with the the labor of okay now I'm going to make you go up the stairs now I'm going to make you downstairs they're yeah, just like I don't have time for it like just take the food so I bet you guys have you know done something that has not been done by many other people I would say on the planet <laughs> that's what I would say thank you thank you Edie's so lucky to have you guys so so thank lucky um, okay. Well, you know, we've covered a lot of ground. Uh, we've said a lot. Maybe we said too much. Um, but uh, the good news is you guys are making progress. Uh, and the next time that we talk, we're going to get an update on the finishing of the downstairs uh, bathroom because that's going to be all yep. wired out and ready to go. We are going to get an update on the labor of love that is getting those godforsaken polyurethane beads sanded down. We yep. are also going to get an update on... Uh, how the shower upstairs is coming and just being dismantled and and brought back to life, and then anything else you guys are going like the attic and any other projects. Maybe by that time, uh, wow. your recycling uh, spot will be a dishwasher. Who knows? Maybe not. Yeah. Um, again, I think of all the things you're working on, that's the lowest priority because it's not really necessary right now. Um, so I have to say, continually impressed by your hard work. It would have been easy for you guys to buy that place. And say, oh, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and we're going to change this room, and then get in there and just be like, nah, it's it's okay, it's good enough, <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. Like that, honestly, that shows a lot about the kind of people you are because you don't just talk about things; you actually do them, even if it puts your body in harm's way. And I <laughs> really appreciate. Can I have that. a proposition, real quick? Uh, sure. When the bathroom's done, maybe your good old buddy can come over and have a slumber party yes absolutely in your own little airbnb i'm gonna bring a ouija board and we're gonna see if there's any ghosts oh. in that house okay well it is it is haunted up there dude we're so gonna have a seance a farmer that lives up there a farmer yep i saw him oh get the hell out of it okay that is gonna be part of what we talk about we're gonna we're gonna turn the ghostbusters we are going okay, to bring it over. Oh, okay. That'll be fun. Yeah. We're going to actually get rid of the farmer upstairs. If we have to, we're going to do an exorcism, the whole deal. Oh God. So the whole audience here is on their feet cheering. They're so happy for you. They're happy for Edie. They're ha They hate the previous owners curse them. <laughs> um, but you guys are making the most of it. And uh, I, I employ all of you to tune in next month when uh, episode number three of Matt and Amelia fixes everything is on an airwave near you. Thank you so much, guys, and Woo! continued luck with all of your projects. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks so much. Have a great night. Bye. Peace. Bye.